You're tuning into the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. As a best-selling author, certified life coach, and speaker, I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and transform you from the inside out. From time to time, you may hear a solo episode, but for the most part, we will be joined by real-life guests who have overcome adversity, but as they have done the work, today they are thriving. So grab your pen and paper as we get started and learn firsthand tips and tricks to change the trajectory of your lives so we can live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Expert. And today we have an amazing lady with us that we are going to be talking about our faith walk. She is a Christian speaker and an author, and let's bring her on. Hello, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So tell us your name and a little bit about yourself. Okay, I am Glendoria Phillips Boyd, and I am an author, poet, and a motivational speaker. Awesome, okay. Can you share with us a personal experience or a story that has had a significant impact and your faith journey as a role of as a Christian speaker? Uh, sure. Um, there's been so many of them. <laughs> um, but I think the one that I most always go back to is the time that I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I met the, uh, well, I call him an angel. Um, but I, I met this man in the hospital and, um, you know, he was asking me, why was I so afraid? You know, uh, back then, a little bit about my story is I am alcoholic. I have 30 years of sobriety. And so I'm very proud of that. Actually, it's 30 plus years. But at that time, I was, and you know, a practicing alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And uh, this man came into my hospital room and he asked me, why did I drink so much? And I said, I drink because I'm afraid. And so he says, don't you know that the Lord didn't give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you one of power, one of love and one of a sound mind. That's the first time that I had ever heard that in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. and it stuck. It just went into my spirit and it stayed there. And then he gave me another scripture before he left. And it was, uh, you should trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And I never saw that man again from that day to this one. I've heard people talk about hospital angels, you know, Mm -hmm. but I had never had that experience until then. And so, um, but when he left that room, And when I left that hospital, I didn't remember much else, but I remember those two scriptures. And that's what brought me to where I am today. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So when you left the hospital, how did you fight the urge and the temptation to drink again? Was there a gap? Did you, you know, immediately give up drinking? What was that process like? You know, it's so, <laughs> it's, I, I can't help but get excited because when I left that hospital, I no longer had a desire to drink. Mm. It was gone, completely gone. And the only thing I could remember was those two scriptures. Mm. 
Wow. You know, I didn't know why I didn't want to drink. I, I mean, I was the kind of person at that time that I could not live without a drink. I, I had to have a drink in order to think, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. at least that's what I thought. Right. That day when he spoke into my spirit, he was speaking to me, but it was like it went right into my spirit mm-hmm. and it delivered me from the desire to ever drink again. And from mm-hmm. that day to this one, haven't had that drink. So I'm very, very proud of that. That's awesome. That's something very, you know, amazing to be proud of. So yes, be proud. That's awesome. (laughs) So, you know, with this day and age, you know, there's a lot of addictions going on and things like that. So how do you approach addressing challenging topics and issues that arise in today's society while staying true to being a Christian speaker and with your Christian beliefs? Okay. Um, you know, I kind of just threw myself once I learned those two scriptures, I I threw myself into the word of God. You know, I I had a burning, the, the desire that I had to drink and smoke and all that stuff was gone, but there was a new desire there. And that desire was to learn the ways of the Lord. I felt so free. Yeah. You know, this was a time in my life when, you know, I was really young and, and I didn't want to be angry with anyone. I didn't want to have any enemies. I just wanted to my life to be right with God. And so I found that, you know, I even prayed about a little uh, uh, find. I prayed about finding a church home that could feed my soul and everything that I prayed for, the Lord, you know, gave to me. I don't know if it was because, I mean, it's a little harder to get things now. Right. <laughs> but, but then it was like candy, you know, it was yeah. like everything that I wanted, the Lord would just give to me. And, and I felt, I still do, I still feel the love and the warmth of the Lord. But then it was just super special because at that point in my life, I had never felt that before. Hmm. And so... Um, I really had a desire to get to know the Lord who saved me. Yes. So, you know, we know about you being a recovering alcoholic and, you know, the history about me, about that. But what had happened in your life or what was going on that led you to become an alcoholic and feel that you needed, you know, alcohol to function in life? Oh, wow the fears of the world. <laughs> you know, I, I was uh, young and I'm going to put it like this dumb, <laughs> you know, and silly. And um, I, I, uh, I got involved with, you know, men mm-hmm. and being involved with men, you know, you want to do what they do or they want you to do what they do. So that's, you know, you're trying to please them. And so I, I ended up, you know, uh, drinking every day, you know, uh, and then the relationships got to be very abusive, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, extremely abusive, you know, and then the fear set in like, okay, if I don't do what they want, you know, now I, I, I you know, what am I going to do? I have to do what they want. Cause if, if I don't, they're going to beat me. They're going to kill me. I never mm-hmm. thought about them killing my family, but I was always thinking about, they're going to kill me or that they going to, you know, nobody likes a whooping, not even a right. child, <laughs> you know, and you, you don't want to feel like every time you do something or say something, it's going to be wrong and you're going to get a whooping for it. Only this whooping is going to be worse than the whooping mommy gave me, you right. know? 
And so it was just, that's, that's what drove me to drinking. And um, I mean, by the time, well, I, I don't think I ever realized, I would always tell myself, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not mm-hmm. an alcoholic. You know, that's what we say, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just not, no, I'm not that I'm not living on the street. I'm not, I'm not doing this and doing that. I'm not bothering anybody, right. but you mm-hmm. are, you, you, you are totally bothering yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're bothering the man who created you or the God who created you. And that's, that's Jesus Christ. He, he, did, he doesn't want us to, to live defeated. And I was mm-hmm. totally living a defeated life. You know, so you mentioned about relationships. How were your relationships impacted when you made the choice and the decision to stop drinking? Oh, those relationships was far over by then. I mean, drinking caused me to lose everything I ever had, you know, boyfriends and all, you know, because it got to a point where I could not function without a drink. Mm-hmm. And once I hit my rock, but everybody's rock bottom is different. Yes. Once I hit my rock bottom, that's how I ended up here in Texas. Um, a, a friend of mine invited me to come and stay with her for a few days. Well, that few days turned into my hospital stay because my promise was, if you come down and visit me, I will have a big bottle of CC on the table for you when you got here. And she did. She really kept her promise and had that big bottle of CC, a Canadian club. And when I, she didn't tell me though, that that was going to be my last bottle. (laughs) And when I couldn't get any more, I immediately went into convulsions and everything else, withdrawals and ended up in a hospital. Um, But anyway, um, you know, that's, I didn't have anything else to fall back on. And that's what led me, you know, to, 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 uh, to stop drinking was once I ended up in a hospital. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. Oh, no, you did. No, you did. You did. Yeah, you did. (laughs) What advice do you have for young people or for individuals in general who are seeking to integrate their faith into their daily lives, especially those that face, you know, backlash from society? My thing now is to glorify the God who made me. And so I would tell each young person, old person, baby person, that they need to seek a personal relationship with the Lord. Because no matter what we're going through, he has the power to deliver us from it all. And if we would just see, we have a tendency as people to trust in the world. We trust in things we can see. We don't Mm want to trust in the things that we cannot see. But it's so much that's going on behind the scenes that we cannot see, you know, and and, and I would just like for people to know that if they could get in touch with that spiritual side, you know, their lives could be completely changed. You know, the fear would leave, the, the anxiety would leave, the depression would leave. And I'm a living witness. You know, I didn't get here by myself. I got here through a walk with the Lord, you know, and if he did it for me, he can do it for them. And I just want people to realize that there is a better way. You know, I, I have tapped back into all of my God given talents that the Lord has given me. And I just want to reach out and touch someone with them. So that's, 
that would be my gift to society is for them to know, to really know that there is a God and that he loves them tremendously, even more than we love ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, and if they could just tap into a little bit at a time, take baby steps because he's going to be with you. Right. He's going to walk with you and talk with you. You just have to believe. And it's, mm -hmm. we just, we just don't want to believe, but that would be, that would be what I would tell the world. Yeah. Just so that, le that leads to my second question. My next question. Um, could you highlight some key principles from your Christian speaking and teachings that you believe are essential to functioning in society? Some key principles. Well, one and the very top one would be to develop that relationship with the Lord. And um, you got to walk it. You know, you, 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 there's no sidestepping or there's no halfway stepping. You know, you can't be in the world and in uh, in the Lord. But there is, you know, a lot of people say, well, I, I don't I don't want to do that because I'm not ready to give up this and I'm not ready to give up that. But what they don't realize is that there's forgiveness. Yeah. You know, we're not going to get it perfect. We're, we're not going to uh, uh, just be little saints. Because if we were, we wouldn't be here. We'd already be gone. We'd, we'd be with the Lord. Right. So we, we're here to show people that there is a better way to live. And that is, yes, I'm going to mess up. Yeah, girl, I can't tell you how many times I've messed up and fallen down and, <laughs> you know, crawled my way back. Right. <laughs> you know, but that's what we do. The point is to hold the right hand. And when you're holding on to God's hand, no matter how much you fall, He's got your hand, yeah. you know, he's going to walk with you. Like I said, you know, and he's going to, he's going to pull you up from that mess, but you, you've got to know that you are forgiven and you've got to acknowledge that sin, you know, and, and ask God to forgive you for the things that you do that you know are wrong. And then there's so many things that we do that we don't even know is wrong. Okay, so that's where all that love and that, you know, undescribable love comes in. But you got you got to know him. You, you got to know a little something about his word and then just let him walk you through it. So, yeah, that that would that would be what I what I would uh, give to the world. That's that's what I do. I'm always talking about the I can't help it because I know and I saw what he did for me. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you. You know, that that's my model. <laughs> What would you say are like two very important tips or, you know, steps to take in developing that relationship with God? Like what are two things that, you know, an individual must do? Well, the very first step would be you must, you must realize that you have no power. You know, you've got to realize that I had to realize that I, I, I don't have any power to do anything at all, okay? And my power is going to come from a, a higher source, a higher place. And once I give up control, you know, me con me trying to control my daily life by using alcohol, that, you know, that didn't make sense then and it don't make sense now, but that's what I believe. Right. And so... You, you have to realize that you have no control over anything in this world. What's going to happen is going to happen. We are put in this world to point the way, um, to point 
I'm, I, you know, to point to God. We are put in this world to show people how to live. And then the second thing, uh, you know, you you have to you have to be willing to let go of some things and then give everything back to the one who gave it to you, which is God. You know, and we just have to acknowledge Him and and just let Him kind of uh, guide our our steps in our way. You know, I uh, I started off with a twelve step program, and the first thing that I learned was I am powerless over everything, and um, um, once I did that, I mean, once I learned that it was step by step by step by step, you know, you, you do those steps and, and, uh, uh, every step is going to deliver something in you, you know, it's going to wake up something in you. It's going to make you more powerful and more not afraid and more hungry for his word. And so once I had gotten involved with that, then the rest of the way was just walking, just walking the steps out until I look back and wow, I got 30 plus years, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, yeah. But but I did it with the Lord. I, I could not do it without him. You know, and I'm you very have, thankful. You have mentioned that sometimes individuals, especially when it comes to, you know, being a Christian, you know, people don't want to give things up, you know. What would you say to the things that you actually gain? Oh, wow. You gain so much. First of all, you gain peace of mind. You gain, you gain, um, uh, you no longer have fear motivating you. You gain faith. You know, you have faith motivating you now. You gain uh, a wellness, you know, no matter what's going on around you, you can stand because, you know, you, you just, you know how people have that anxiety and everybody is running around and everybody's all crazy and you're sitting there in peace. Like, don't they know that this is going to pass? You gain wisdom. You know, I could, I could go on and on as it come to my mind, but I mean, it's just so much that you gain and, and, and on top of everything, just to be able to have peace in this world today with the way things are and, and, and you're sitting there and you're in peace, no matter who wins, what election, no matter how many forest fires they have or things like that, you're in peace because you live with this hope that there's something better. And there, I mean, we have to have that hope in order to uh, be successful in life. You know, you, you gotta have that hope in, in, in something other than yourselves and other than what we see in this world. You know, so that's what you gain. That's what you gain, peace of mind. I love that, I love that. In your opinion, what will be some effective ways for individuals to engage in meaningful conversations and talk about their faith, especially with those that are not believers or have different beliefs when it comes to their faith? Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah. <laughs> what would you say, in your opinion, some effective ways to have meaningful dialogue conversations with people of either a different faith or people who don't believe in the same things that you do? Well, you, you certainly don't want to tell them that 
even though you think so in your mind that your way is the only way, but you don't want to, yep. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to put what they believe down. You know, you don't want to make them feel bad. So uh, what I would do, and, and, you know, we, we kind of learned this a little bit in evangelism is we, we just have to, you know, take what's necessary and feed them with that, you mm-hmm. know, um, we have to show them the best thing that I can think of would be a personal testimony about what happened to me, you know, and then mm-hmm. compare that with maybe one of their personal testimonies and just kind of, you know, go with, um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Just kind of go with whichever one is going to weigh out the, the most, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I think in, 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 uh, when I, when I give, when, when I'm trying to talk to someone and lead them to my way of life, you know, you can't beat them over the head with what you right. believe, you know, you tell them what you believe, you tell them why you believe it, and then you let it go and you right. just kind of let it sink in, you know, and, and it's like you plant the seed and you let God do the rest. You know, somebody else will come along and water that seed, just like it was with me. When that guy gave me those two scriptures, I didn't know what to do with them. Right. You know, but somebody else came along in my life and watered it. So you can't beat them over the head with your way. That'll never work. But you can plant a seed in their lives and let God water it. That would be my advice. Yeah. I like that. So this is, you know, the fearless um, Fridays with Marianne podcast. And as the fear living expert, how are you living a fearless life? I am living my fearless life by trusting in the Lord, my Lord and my savior, God, Jesus Christ, you know, and and I do live a fearless life. I I get a little um, anxious sometimes, but then I remember who I serve. You know, because we live in a world where, you know, nothing is going to be perfect. Right. Okay. Nothing. Okay. And so we have to choose whose side we are. We have to choose who, who we're going to believe. Am I going to believe the world or am I going to believe what my Lord says about the world? And so that's where my peace and my joy and all of that comes from is knowing that there is a better way, that there is hope, that there is, I don't have to live like the world say I have to live. You know, I'm in the world, but I don't have to be the world. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So you are also an author. Yes. So can you share with us, you know, some of the books that you have written and what led you to say yes to writing your story? Oh, yes. Um, Well, I always loved to write since I was a kid in high school. Um, And I used to get, you know, some really great grades on my writing. But, you know, I got sidetracked. And so so now I'm back to my writings. And I've written four books. Um, One is uh, Glendoria's Creations. And that's all about poetry. And, you know, uh, one is uh, Wounded Lambs. And that's how I raised my kids without the knowledge of God. Okay. And then uh, there's Church House Poetry, which is comical you know about how people do when they come to church and and that kinds of stuff and then uh the very first book i ever wrote was from black and blue to christ Mm. and so um yeah those are my four books but 
you know, it wasn't going as well as what I had imagined. And so I kind of gave it up for a long time. But now, because of a professor I had in class on graduation day, you know, he he walked up to me and he said something about my writing on my, my theme papers. And he was like, wow, you, you should you should publish this stuff. You're good. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, and, and so it just kind of grew from there. So now I'm back into it. I'm a, a current member, a premier member of a Women's Speaker Association and Voices of the 21st Century. And I do have a part, I have a chapter in the new book that's coming out, uh, uh, <laughs> Purpose and Passion, <laughs> which is going to come out in uh, 24. But I'm working on some other things. I, uh, I'm working on a book that I want to do for my daughter. Uh, mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, it's going to be letters to my daughter. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's going to be in poetry form. So I'm excited about writing that. Yeah. I want to dig a little deeper, just a little bit into one of the books that you mentioned, From Black and Blue to Christ. Okay. Can you share a little bit about that book? Something about that title grabbed me. <laughs> okay. It's uh, It talks about the things that I went through before I came to Christ, in order to find Christ. It talks about the terrible relationships I had. It talks about terrible me, you know, because, you know, I, I was out there, you know, and uh, it's done in poetry form. Uh, but it talks about all the many relationships I had to suffer through until I finally came to realize that I was better than this, mm -hmm. that I didn't have to live like this, yeah. that... You know, there was that something inside of me, probably those two scriptures <laughs> that that, uh, that drove me to writing that book. And so and, it, and, and as I look back, because it was a long time ago, but as I look back, I can I remember I had written po written poems and, you know, but I had saved them from from. I, see, I would take the pains that I went through. You know, um, and and I would write about those pains, mm -hmm. and I would write about how I felt, and I would put it in poetry form. How I, you know, like like if I had a really bad relationship, I would write about all the things that I hated about it, and why I had to do the things that I had to do, in order to to kind of hold on to this relationship that I hated. Right. <laughs> and so once. Once I got sober and and started really wanting to invest in my little writings and, and everything, I, um, I I grabbed all these poems that I had written before and and put it into from Black and Blue to Christ. So that's that's kind of what that book is about. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So as we get ready to wrap up, um, where can our audience you know learn more about you, support you, purchase um, your books? Oh, yeah, sure. I have a website and it's called writingsofwisdom.com. I also am on um, Instagram at Glendoria P8. And uh, what's the other one? Um, I think they call it X now. But, oh, but Twitter. Twitter, yeah. <laughs> Twitter at Glendoria P8. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, and then uh, they can also email me at uh, glendoriap8 at yahoo.com. So I'm available, you know, and I, I, I enjoy answering questions and um, I enjoy writing and all that. So, yeah, yeah. Check me out. <laughs> awesome. Um, so wrapping up, what would you say is an actionable step? that someone listening and watching us um, can take today to start getting closer to Christ and to start living fearlessly. Accepting him as their Lord and savior. That's the first step. You know, once you realize that you don't want to be the person that you are, especially if your life is going downhill and that's where my life was going. I was going straight to hell. And I'm just going to say it, you know, once you realize that, and that is not God's desire for us. He wants every last one of us, black, blue, green, and purple, you know, to love him and to be with him. But we have to first accept him and accept who he is. And once we do that, the door is open reach out, reach out to any church and say, I just gave my life to Christ. It's very simple. You know, you just admit that you are a sinner. You know, you, you admit that he is the son of God and you admit that you believe in him and you got it, you know, you're, you're saved, but you got to be for real when you do these things, you know, it, it can't be a half step. It can't be okay. God, I, I think I believe in you, but you know, I, I need a little help, you know, but yeah, if, if you do it and you do it from your heart, he will come in and he will sup with you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Is there anything else that you would like to share or mention that we have not talked about that I haven't asked you? Well, yeah, I have a, a chapter in a book coming out in, in February 24. So if I did mention that, I, for, I forgot. Oh, okay. <laughs> and if I didn't mention it, be sure to look for our new book that's coming out in February. And I'm sure we'll all keep you posted on it. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. And thank you for having me and for giving me this opportunity to shine. You're <laughs> God welcome. bless you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. As your host, I am grateful for you and I invite you to share this podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Let's connect on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page or on Instagram at Marianne Rivera Dannert. You can also visit my website, MarianneRiveraDannert.com and sign up for some freebies as you start to live a fearless life. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.